I sometimes worry about the fact that like, you know, in maybe hundreds of years from now, if space travel becomes super normal, like the idea of <laughs> the idea of visiting a bunch of countries will just be completely obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> completely obsolete. Saturn. You know, and I'm, they'll be like, oh, countries, like, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Here we are, back speaking to you as oops the podcast the formidable duo of francis ellis and julio gallerati formidable we are we are formidable we are a terrible twosome a gruesome twosome <laughs> we are what are, who are the guys on the thunder are we them steven what's his name kevin this durant is, and russell about. westbrook no the big the two big white dudes the one with, the one who now has a mustache oh, yeah 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 Ennis Cantor and <laughs> yes, thank you, Stephen Adams. I think Steve, yeah, Stephen Adams and Ennis Cantor. Is that right? I'm be, I'm willing to be. Occasionally, Mr. we need a real time facts with Ryan update. Yeah, that was a really. That's a real ad. That's a real time <laughs> anticlimactic comparison. There they are. Yeah. Baby. Do they have a nickname? Are they sort the of the Bash Brothers? brothers? The Smash Brothers. Man, you imagine <laughs> running into a pick set by Stephen Adams. Full be, speed coming up the backcourt. Yeah, yeah. Guard. Be, the Bruise brothers. brothers. Man, Anis Cantor, funny. I think he changed his name to have something to do with, uh, you know, he's from Turkey. Oh, he's been getting a hard time. And I think he disagrees with Recep Erdogan's policies. He's a follower of this of the Gulen. He's a Gulenist. Is that, I don't know what that is. So there's this guy, I, th- I think his name's Faitula Gulen or something. I, I've never, I've never pronounced it out loud, so I'm probably saying it wrong, and it might even be the first name. But he's some guy who lives in Pennsylvania, dude. He's this cleric, and he has this movement of like, you know, students or whatever in Turkey. I might be, I don't know if that's wrong. Like, I know that there's like different angles to look at this. I know. If, so the Turks, uh, the Turkish government is like very opposed to them, and like apparently got to the point where. If you're speaking out too much against it, like it can have negative effects with your family at home mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. I think that was happening to him. Uh, so that is probably Interesting. why he changed his name. I didn't even know he changed his name. Um, Ryan, Turkey. What do, you got? what do you got? Yeah. Freedom. Ennis Kenter yeah. Freedom. Ennis Kenter Freedom. He did the sort of the meta world peace move. <laughs> Although I don't think meta world peace did it for... It's like, Political. dude, you can call yourself whatever you want. We all remember you beating the shit out of like seven <laughs> Detroit Piston fans. It's a, that documentary really makes you feel bad for all of them, though. It made me feel bad for his teammates. And I honestly, it made me feel bad for him too. But I get that you shouldn't be beating the shit out of fans. But I found Jermaine O'Neal's testimony in that documentary very interesting. And how much resentment he holds towards Ron Artest. to this day. Because Ron Artest had his sort of uh, forgiveness and redemption story, winning the championship with Kobe against my beloved Celtics. Jermaine didn't have that. And Jermaine, those Pacers were one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league. And Jermaine O'Neal was the star of that team and thought that they might win that year. Right, like if Artest doesn't go into the stands... That never happens. This is the, we're referring to the Malice at the Palace. Anybody who doesn't know about this, uh, 
worth doing a little Google search. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, there's there's got to be people who listen who don't know about it, right? Or is it that widely known about? Um, we have spoken so specifically about it that yeah. perhaps people needed that nudge. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the basically spoiler alert. Basketball players went into the stands and started fighting the fans. Yeah. Sort of an unprecedented moment it's in the league cool. up to that point. Pretty cool. Uh, it was pretty wild. Tur- Turkey's an interesting country. Uh, when are you going to go there? I've been there already. You have? I went in, tw- no, I went in 2019. You went to Hungary. Yeah, yeah. Turkey. You're thinking. <laughs> you're thinking that. Hungary and Turkey. I'm surprised you didn't throw Greece in there. Yeah. That's like in second grade. They used to be like, Chad was hungry for turkey. <laughs> Do you remember that? Well, the joke I remember was, where did the USS frying pans sink between Turkey and Greece? Uh, Which was so dumb. <laughs> that's better. Shame that's, on the children who said that That must have been a fourth joke. grade one. Uh, turkey I've been to. I didn't mean to go. I, I sort of got diverted there. But then I had the, I, I've told the story before, but. Basically, I I tried to go to Russia. There was a problem with my visa, so I had to like take a two day detour, and I went to Turkey to meet with Hildog's sister before I had ever even traveled with Hildog. So Whoa. I'm just on a romantic vacation with her sister, uh, effectively, and was, was staying the- at the addition in wow. Bodrum. Like it, it was complete 180 from like being detained in a detention cell. Nice, effectively not a, not a cell, but like being in a detention area and having to have my passport handed back to me once I crossed the border to now being uh, sitting at an influencer dinner with like the dude from the Beastie Boys and like these famous yoga instructors. Oh God. I know. Hilarious. But anyway, Bodrum was lovely. And there was also one of the ancient wonders of the world there. Hanging Gardens of Babylon. That's in Iraq. You're, yeah. The, the, no, no. It's the, it's the something <laughs> temple of Halicarnassus, the Temple Mount of Halicarnassus. And it's actually there. Like the rubble is still there. Wow. Babylon, they don't know if it actually ever existed. Do any of those wonders of the ancient world are that what are there any that are still fully intact? The pyramids not, are the only ones. Oh, the great pyramids. Good yeah. for you for having such a good answer to that. I don't know. I know that I the Colossus of Rhodes may never have existed. What is that? That was supposed to be this giant statue in the Aegean Sea, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. They say that it may never have been there. I think ah, that I don't know actually, Ryan. I have to check that. Mm. And then there's the statue of Zeus, where I don't think that that's around anymore either. Mm. Okay, I don't know. I thought, wow, <clears throat> nice, very cool. What are the wonders of the modern world? Okay, Petra is one of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe which I've been to and is spectacular. Did you go inside it? Yeah, I went, dude. It's how it, deep does it go, dude? It's a it's a f- full city that would take you hours and hours to walk. Around. So. Indiana Jones really did have to go a long way to get there. Yeah, he went in okay, and so, had to go get the the cup. Right, right. So the the famous iconic building is actually right near the entrance. The like church, that, that temple, that famous temple is right when you walk in. Mm. And then as you continue to travel around the city, uh, it's like all like that. And it's built in inside the, the rock into the rocks. Buddy, it's sick, dude. It also started dumping rain. Which I bring rain with me in the middle of the fucking desert, like never happens. Wow. Um, I think Machu Picchu's on there. I think uh, Christ the Redeemer's on there. Um, I forget what the other. I mean, probably the Great Wall of China. Uh, I don't know the other the other couple. Interesting, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
are, are. Are, are those things that you need to check off? <laughs> I hate this idea that I'm a checker off. No, no, no I, I don't mean it that way. Yeah. I'm interested in, in it. I, I would say first yeah. it would be more comprehensive to visit sovereign countries followed by disputed territories and like ter- and like territories in general. And those two lists are like a lifetime of traveling. So right. if I were to somehow miraculously be able to get through that, there's 197, I think, U, uh, UN reg- registered countries, and then 331 traveler century club destinations, which oh, is very island shit. heavy. But that includes places like that. That, for example, is like Dutch St. Martin and French St. Martin, yeah. even though St. Martin isn't even a country. You know what I mean? So it's right. like all that. Beyond that, I think the UNESCO list would be interesting. The World Heritage Site. But even some of those are like, it's a little too like, here's this old city. Yeah, it's a lot of walled cities. Yeah, which like isn't necessarily as exciting. Stupid. A bunch of stupid places where they have to film Game of Thrones scenes. (laughs) Is that true? Dubrovnik was where they, the old city in Dubrovnik is where they filmed, that was King's Landing. So now Dubrovnik really? benefits so much as a tourist destination for people who are wanting to do to come see fucking King's Landing. Wow. And they'll walk down the street and be like, shame, shame, <laughs> shame. That's kind of like the Shire, like in New Zealand. Yeah. But that's cooler to me. Like the going to the see Shire. the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see the Shire. Right. It's like more unique. Whereas like a walled city is kind of like a walled city. Yeah. I know. A Lord of the Rings show? It's like a prequel, right? That's cool. Boy, there's no end to what people will continue to try to revive <laughs> for the sake of making money. It's, it's amazing. It's really the amount of Star Wars stuff. It almost makes you wonder how it was preserved from, you know, 1979, which is when I think the first the first one was made the new hope a new hope episode fucking four yeah uh and from that from the return of the jedi until they did episode one yeah right um those original star wars hold up for me they're pretty 100 percent. they're pretty fucking do you recall when they when we were kids i remember that they did a re digitally remastered theatrical re-release i do remember that yeah and I went to theaters to see it again. Yeah, they, it was sick. Yeah, yeah. I collected all the Pepsi cans. There was 50 collector's edition <laughs> Pepsi cans of the Star Wars episode, whatever, uh, including Pepsi One, like brands of soda that no longer exist. <laughs> and the one I couldn't find was fucking Senator Palpatine, dude. And I eventually, <laughs> I finally got him. Uh, it was him and Chancellor Valorum. There was two cans, uh, and then we finally, we found them like somewhere random. We were in like Massachusetts or something, like going to the beach, and we saw, there he is. Wow. <laughs> what, a, what a find. <laughs> Good for you. What a find, oh, dude. Good for you. <laughs> it's a, amazing to think back on. Yeah, there on. they are, dude. Yeah. I vaguely do remember those. That's a pretty sick collab. Oh, yeah, they're sick, dude. Pretty sick. I, <laughs> man, it's you, amazing Ryan. to think back on how obsessed I was with finishing a collection of something that, you know, fast forward two weeks meant nothing to me. I know. I need to grow out of being like that. <laughs> I'm still. What are your collections? Are you collecting anything right now? Yeah, like you know, visiting places. All right. Well, 
that's more national parks fulfilling to me. I, I think because you're those are collecting experiences. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you're talking about any sort of silly good, you know, a, a good. Yeah. That's dumb. A silly good, I guess. But, but I, I guess. But, but I'm saying not even for the sake of enjoying each thing individually, but rather because you want to to finish, you want to complete the collection. Right, right. And it's an interesting thing because it's almost the same as like when you're buy, when you're into buying shit. Like say watches I, fi- I found to be a good example of people. They, they're coveting a piece. Ooh, I think I'm gonna... And that whole process, and then you finally get it. It's such a nice process that I've noticed that my friends who are who are into watches, they are addicted to that process. So once they once they conquer getting it, they want a new one. It's the chase, right? The chase, the chase is fun. And the I hunt. think I think the chase for me is just less chaseable. Like it's going to take me my entire life to do this chase, mm. and then I'm going to probably end up failing. And on my deathbed, I'm going to be mumbling at people, be like, "It's all because of you." That I didn't do it. You're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, <laughs> you stop oh, Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close. Oh, Madagascar. <laughs> Dude, seriously, seriously. If um, only the ferry had been working <laughs> that day, I could die at peace. I sometimes worry about the fact that, like, you know, in maybe hundreds of years from now, if space travel becomes super normal, like. The idea of the idea of visiting a bunch of countries will just be completely obsolete. Yeah, oh, <laughs> completely obsolete. Saturn. You know, and I'll, they'll be like, "Oh, countries like, ah, oh, yeah." <laughs> the asteroid fields yeah. prevented us from landing. <laughs> but seriously, like, my life is a failure. My life is just is completely obsolete. Mm. Like, people will just be traveling with such ease that there won't be any problems. I mean, who the fuck knows? Mm. The world may even be uninhabitable by then. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, "Anchor, anchor!" And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Something that thrills me is to know that people 60 years from now, maybe 100 years, will look back on us and say, look at how stupid they were. Look at how stupid they were. How did they not figure this out? I know. How had they not figured out yet how to teleport? Right. We use teleporting. It costs 25 cents. Dude, if they don't invent it really soon, I hope they never do. <laughs> you know, there there are things we have not, yeah, we haven't figured out. Maybe, you know, it, who knows? I we Obviously, we don't know. But there are things we are trying to solve. I mean, obviously, basic things like curing cancer. And some at right. some point, someone may come up with, a, or probably will, cure cancer. And then... Once that treatment becomes 
normal and widespread, people will become so accustomed to it that they'll look back on all this time and think, what a bunch of idiots. I know. They were so primitive in their science. Dude, I sat with a scientist, this like scientist guy at a dinner not long ago, and he was essentially saying he's like, most cancer is going to be completely curable like soon. He's like, just no one will be able to afford it at first. So to your point, Mm. widespread. But how fucking brutal is that? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I could survive, but I can't afford it. Bye. Like imagine. I don't know. That's not true. Yeah. I feel like that is sort of the way that all all technology is often introduced. Totally. Totally. You know? Um, Totally. I think that's what made the the Model T so incredible as an innovation because up to that point, cars were these luxurious toys for the rich. And then all of a sudden, Ford created, you know, the assembly line and it started mass producing them at a price point that was much more available and within very short order, more, there was like, it was, it was as, you know, common to have a car in America as, as having, as anybody, everybody had a car. It's crazy. Everybody. It's crazy, dude. But same, yeah, same, same, same thing was true of, of radios in the household. Interesting. Radio exploded. Makes sense. Uh, pretty cool. Or even the go- uh, the internet was like a made by the government. It was like a DARPA project. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. I don't know anything about the internet. Yeah. It was made by the government for like uh, like intelligence purposes and stuff originally. And then turned into a thing that actually a lot of a lot of like cool technology and i can't pinpoint which specific ones were 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 these darpa projects i don't know if that thing if that's what's a, darpa i forget what it stands for it's an acronym um defense something i bet uh, we could get it don't tell it, it. okay don't tr- don't tell us right because he'll have a guess and something have a guess. research project i don't forget i don't know i'm getting close um <laughs> defense okay uh, oh, oh, you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm keep going. Close. You're, forget, you're picking at it. I forget. Re, I guess research project must also be in their defense. Uh, and um, I don't know. Um, yeah, defense artificial against <laughs> racist people. Anonymous. <laughs> all the time. Uh, defense association regulatory. Premonition <laughs> Affleck. You were you were really close. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Ah, okay. So there's a, there's other technology specifically that became uh available for consumers once they released the technology. Once it became like declassified. Which is such an interesting thing. That they mm. like invented this shit a long time ago and then we eventually get to use it too. Mm-hmm. And there's some like very pretty like basic stuff that I, I can't remember, but maybe Ryan can hmm. Grab a couple for us. Chris, what do you got? Quick, before we get too far off topic, let's uh, reminisce on a time when Julio completed one of Francis's collections. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) I had two missing state quarters from my big map that had the little spots that you would put the quarters in. And I told him about it. And it was a, that was one that had never. I never stopped thinking about because I'd go home and it would be tucked in the back corner of my closet and I'd see a sliver of Alaska and I'd just be mad. The little cardboard thing. Yeah, and you went on eBay and mailed me 
the last quarters and I put the first one in and then I paused for a second and put the last one in very slowly and sort of expected some kind of portal <laughs> to open up. Sort of the states to sort of fuse with light and some genie to pop up and grant me wishes about, you know, the United States of America. But nothing happened. And that's when I realized, oh, this didn't matter. I don't know why I lost sleep over this. Right. It's like us keeping our time filled long enough so that we're not as bored heading to our eventual death. Yeah. But it was a very nice thing that you did. And it's another, it's an example of, of Julio's attentiveness, uh, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. You mentioned when we talked about how you're going to speak at the wedding, uh, how you are collecting certain memories <laughs> that I won't have thought about. I actually wrote one the other day during the podcast. I was up on my phone. It was because I was writing something down. Ooh. I didn't want you to think I didn't, I didn't want you to think that I was being rude and not listening, but I so I was just I was seeing if you were noticing and I just like quickly banged it out and then threw it back in the pocket. Um no yeah I did not notice that. Excellent. Um yeah I hoped you know I I, I there's there is pressure. So I want to make sure that I'm at least I do everything that I can to sort of make sure that I have a good solid speech, you know. Yes, the I will say though that you're not, you know, you benefit from the fact that you're speaking at the at the wedding. So there's not going to be, you'll be the only speech. Ah, uh, got it. Or no competition from from a guy. That is nice. You know, that is nice. That's nice. Wow, look at you throwing back a delicious hangobi. A hand. Of Hangobi holding a hand of Hangobi. If I know Julio as well as I think I do, and I know him pretty well, I asked him to speak at my wedding. <laughs> That's not his first Hangobi of the day. It's in fact my second, which is why Francis is not holding one. Yeah, we drank them all. <laughs> I've drank and by we, them. I mean Julio drank It's my them favorite all. drink. I love a Hangobi. Great way to start the day. Great way to end the day. Great way to sustain the day. Yeah. A great thing to drink in different locations. And guess what? They're in almost 100 stores. As as this ad is being read, they're in 94 stores now. And we were with them when they were online only. So it's really... And I even saw that due to the outside of a storefront the other day. It said, established online wow. in 19-whatever. Yeah. Which is cool. What a it fun... It is cool. It's fun to watch Hangobi to grow to be a st big, strong person. Spreading like a locust. Of a brand. Spreading yeah. like locusts. Yeah. And taking everybody else down. Well, that's great. We love Hangobi. Got L-theanine, ashwagandha, all sorts of active ingredients that will make you a little bit sharper and feel a little bit more on your on your game throughout the day. Dude, it has abulp. Do you know what abulp is? No, but it sounds like you're misspeaking. It's adaptogens, amino acids, antioxidants, B vitamins, lightly carbonated plant-based, dude. Okay. <laughs> what a great acronym. We really needed that. <laughs> abulp. All right, whatever. Sorry. Anyway, Hangobis <laughs> are delicious. You got to get some. If you go to hangobi.com right now and use promo code oops, I'm hung, you'll get 30% off of your order. Very significant discount. Uh, the Hangobis are great. They look good in the fridge. Uh, you got to get some. You got to drink them. Go to uh, hangobi.com. Use promo code oops, I'm hung. 30% off. Go get some of this sweet nectar. Um, I think we can talk about this, even though it, it, as as this episode airs, it will have been uh, 
a, a, a little time since it happened, but I, I did the Dave Portnoy show yeah. at Barstool Sports. How'd it go? It's really interesting. Uh, I went in pretty scared. I had a lot of... I was very intimidated. Was Yeah, was it kind of like... like uh, I wasn't until I sat down. Like, is it the way, though, when, when they say, like, you'll always be scared of your mama kind of thing? Like, even this grown... You know what I mean? Just like yeah. the, this person who had this authority over you. Yeah, yeah. I, I had rehearsed a little bit. I found myself talking out loud in the day or two leading up to it, rehearsing just scenarios. I, I just didn't know. I thought there was a chance he would get mad at me or we would have a disagreement. I didn't know to what extent I'd have to stand up for myself. Right. He's not afraid to like... Yeah. I The Dave I remember was, you know, really good at at elevating the tiniest flaw in someone or the littlest funny exchange to very high comedic heights. And it was always super entertaining but if you were in the crosshairs or in the hot seat it was hard to swallow uh so this instantly all those feelings came flooding back there was no amount of preparation that i could have done to make myself at ease and you can even see in the first couple minutes of the interview if you watch it on the youtube like i'm having a hard time breathing (laughs) and i i was i was thinking about my breathing i was like a sniper I caught a little bit of it, and you did look a little, slightly tense. Yeah, I was. The only I thought though that only I would notice though, since I talked. to I you. think so. People did know. I mean, you just you know, as I said, it's like going back to the school that expelled you, right, uh, and right. you the first person you sit down with is the principal who right. made the decision. So, um, but it ended up being this incredibly kind of full circle uh closure slash validating slash oh they're all, all my worries were for naught yeah it's like vindication yeah just like i built up a lot of this in my head and it really wasn't that bad and a lot of the things i thought might happen weren't there um and truly a, a sort of a hero's journey yeah you know yeah i have been out in the wild for three years foraging for berries scratching my name on the birch bark of trees francis was here uh meeting friends and foes along the way collecting fellow travelers look at youth four look at us what's the who's the lannister i don't want to do any spoiler alerts but you can spoil game of thrones at this point is is it start with a t The, the swordsman jamie Jamie Lannister. Yeah, it's like a Jamie Lannister type. Yeah, <laughs> a hero's journey. You've made a new friends, but you and you've changed along the way. I sure you've have. befriended a six five woman. Yeah, who's now your best friend slash maybe going to be potential your romantic interest. <laughs> I mean, it, it. I feel like a video game character. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've done lots of quests. Francis of Toth. I've had to bring people treasured heirlooms in order to unlock their secrets sound a lot like breath of the wild dude i had to (laughs) sound a lot like zelda i had to earn meetings with people you know by bringing them gifts (laughs) solving riddles and uh all of it brought brought me back three years yeah three years later you get to a point where you're like yeah i'll never see them again they're not gonna 
But you've stayed like, so that's another question too. Like, was it important to you to sort of like maintain your good relationships there? Mostly, I mean, I'm sure you're, you're not used to maybe like, while you perhaps stir the pot unintentionally sometimes, you're pretty good at like trying to patch it up. It's a high priority to you. You want to maintain these relationships. But was part of it like hoping that you would be looked upon positively overall by them or like what was your thought process no i don't think i could say that i was playing such a game of chess as that uh i will say that there were a lot of people there that i really liked yeah and just hanging out with them in in civilian life was something i enjoyed so i maintained a lot of those friendships through that uh plus i live really close to a couple people who worked there that I really like. So that's been easy to hang with them. Nice. Um, and then lastly, I I have seen how, how much harder life can be if you go the route of sort of turning Barstool in the world against you. Oh, right, right. And right. it just, I didn't want any of that smoke. Right. There's no need to turn it into a snowball. Like, yeah. It's an isolated event. You yeah. don't need to then somehow get retribution or payback. Exactly. I did. I didn't want no smoke. No smoke. Um, but that's good, man. Yep. I'm. Uh, I, people are all like super concerned that I'm like mad about it or something. <laughs> I'm serious. Like people are like constantly messaging me and mentioning or like planting seeds about like you know Francis and Barstool and all that stuff. And my answer is, why would I be upset? Like I don't, I don't understand. A podcast is a is a tool for a comedian to make income uh, and not have to be, not have to like hustle and grind as much, right? It's like a nice, solid thing, and it allows for flexibility from the hosts of the podcast to do whatever the fuck we want. I can go to Iraq when I want. Francis can do we we can do whatever the fuck we want whenever we want. I love that. That's what he wants. <laughs> It is. And Finally, it, a job that allows me to go to Iraq whenever I want. Right. If I want to go to Afghanistan in three weeks, I can go in theory. So I'm just saying, like, if Francis wants to pursue professional things, why on earth would I, that upset me? Yeah, we, we all have always operated under the premise that, you know, there's just never going to be any hard feelings if any of us had an opportunity that arose that was was, you know a huge step forward for that person and no one would ever want to hold any of us back. Right. And that's the other thing too. It's like, okay, if you had, if there was a situation where either of us just suddenly didn't have enough time to do the podcast anymore, I personally would have to be making so much fucking money that I literally would like give you guys all a year's salary from the podcast (laughs) as a severance thing for fucking you all over. I'm serious. Like, that's the only situation I can even envision mm. where I would be leaving the podcast. But because in that situation, you guys would all probably be happy with that. Cool. Well, we know <laughs> Julio's severance policy. <laughs> Mine is not so generous. <laughs> Take you guys to fucking dinner. <laughs> Take you to one dinner. Um, but yeah, so Francis doing th- other things doesn't, I, I have, it's none of my business. That's not true. I don't. I I, just, I consult you on everything. Yeah, I know. But and I also think that people were concerned because it, you 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 boil it down to what you know the engine of the podcast. But on you know behind all of that is a true friendship among mm-hmm. all of us, and uh, I think that's where the real concern is. It's like 
nothing would be more tragic than if the podcast ended and we all just hated each other because of it. Okay, so so I I do understand that angle from people being like, well, what if the podcast were to end because of this or something? But like, yeah, I I I, I don't think that there's like a lot of scenarios even with that possibility of that happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, no, and I have assured you all that you know, in no way would I ever throw you all under the bus to just uh, go off to some other thing. If I had to leave, first and foremost, I would, you guys, the podcast is yours, mm-hmm. you know, find a replacement or carry on yourselves, whatever, mm-hmm. like right. absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we're all on the same page. Yeah. I think, uh, loops listeners, I don't think of anything to worry about. I am certainly, there's no tension with Francis and myself at all. Um, but Francis even was worried that I was like going to be upset about this. A little bit. I, I wanted him to... I was also so strung out from all of it. It was all happening so fast. But I understand. And I will say this. Like, I do think that there are moments where people have might have irrational feelings about things. Where, in my opinion, I don't think that there's a, a reason that I could be upset with you. But I know that maybe, perhaps for some people, I'm not tooting my own horn here, they wouldn't need to have a rational feeling it was just be what they're feeling and that is good enough for them you know totally, what I mean? totally. um but yeah i don't own francis i don't get jealous when he does other stuff at all um and yeah so i wish him the best it's a, it's a very good thing you just mentioned which is the ability to look at yourself and and decide whether or not the way you're reacting is rational yes you know most people can't do that and so i didn't even have to do that here my natural reaction is one of what I believe it should have been for the health of the pod and the flexi- the continued flexibility of the pod and mm-hmm. allowing it to be positive. And it's a very positive thing. Right. We have a positive environment here. Uh, and it's a nice thing. You know what I mean? So like you need to give flexibility to people you work totally. with, especially if you're going to see each other every fucking week. Like, you know, there's going to be scheduling stuff and we do our best to like, come like we show up for each other when when the others need flexibility if Mm -hmm. i am around i will i can do it i can make it happen even if i'm fucking exhausted like i'll be here i'll be present and i'll rip you know what i mean and that is why we've been able to do this for so long for bros who are pros (laughs) (laughs) these bros are pros so you know want to hear a funny story about that julio gallarati netflix did I tell you that? I had never said that before. I told you guys that already, right? I only said it for the recording. It was one of those things where I'm punching up my jokes and trying to make them better before I record. And I'm like, oh, that'll be a good one. And I'm pretty sure on one of the two shows, it got nothing. Wow. And it's just funny because he, this line that isn't like a kill shot necessarily because it didn't work on one of the two shows becomes, and now suddenly that's the thing that I get DM'd the most. Put that on a, you can put that on a t-shirt and right. sell it. It's an iconic, it's become my little iconic, as iconic as anything I've ever done. Catchphrase. Catchphrase, which is just funny. Like, yeah. and it just also goes to show that like, as a comedian, like it's important to sort of like be true to the good material because like, you're, you might not be killing as hard as everybody, but like it might, your special might be amazing. Totally. So, you know? Totally. Uh, because it, it's a different medium watching it on the couch. So, mm. mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, uh, 
all good stuff. Good things, <laughs> good things there. Francis, you're looking pretty good in that Rule of Threads tee, man. The Henley is my favorite uh, shirt that they make. I know the t-shirts are also awesome, but I have become a huge fan of the Rule of Threads Henley. Yeah, it's sick. It's the right length. It's a good tee. It is the right length. It's a little longer in the front and a little longer in the back. So it's got that nice kind of, I want to say tapered, yeah, kind of L.A. look and feel that totally. I like. Yeah, long, yeah, yeah, dude. It's a really, it fits really well. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who else it looked really good on. Kojai. Oh, <laughs> we threw the gray Henley tee on Kojai for a photo shoot as part of a promo that will be coming out at some point. That's right. Uh, when Rule of Threads is restocked and they come out with some of their new styles, uh, they have some hoodies coming. They mm-hmm. have some a lot of good gear uh, that we're excited to uh, share with you guys when it happens. Uh, but for now. Go get whatever you can on the website because they really do make amazing tees, amazing joggers. And it's just like clean, simple, premium menswear basics. It's all a guy needs. Get us as a gift for your guy. Get us as a gift for yourself. Or your dog. Or your dog. <laughs> Go to ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code OOPS for 15% off of your order. Uh, that's ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS for 15% off. Um, so what's up? What's happening? So, dude, I like this. I like that we have like we we had a clear the air moment. It makes me feel like we are like super legit. Totally. <laughs> yeah. There's there's really no. This is a this pod this podcast is <laughs> the way that it seems. Yeah. Which is positive, friendly, honest. There's no back channeling. I don't have a group chat with Chris and Ryan called fuck julio we once had a, a chat without chris though when chris was on vacation we had a because we didn't want to bother you we weren't talking shit though and we were actually joking about how weird Thank it you. was and I the group chat that. photo is you as wario <laughs> <laughs> do you know that oh, how would i know that chris loves being wario for halloween and I he also loves once. being him when he plays super smash brothers that's his character that's, that's true and he knows that he does a good wario when he goes ha, 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 or whatever <laughs> He, Chris, does, he you knows. Give us the warrior laugh. I, it's better when I'm in character. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, bro. Love that. Um, Love that. Okay, I got some stuff. Woo. Um, so something happened on Sunday. I went to brunch at a diner. Which dine? It's funny. Diners are just like slowly becoming an endangered species <laughs> in New York City. Like. I, we're trying to find a diner and the only ones are in like the shittiest neighborhoods of the city. Um, and we're, I'm like, I don't want to go there. So we, we only found a couple that were like reasonable mm. locations. Mm-hmm. So we go and bro, like fucking line out the door for pancakes and fucking bullshit. Uh, and playing like the worst music. Okay. Worst song ever made, dude. Dennis champagne bottles. You know, this is not that song. It's like, it's called Ava max. Everybody champagne bottles, and then she'll be like, "Didn't I set a tummy? Did I just stutter? Like tear? It's the I don't worst. Know that one. It's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. That song's blasting. Champagne bottles. Sounds like uh, who, who's the uh, woman from Australia who's a rapper? Iggy Azalea. Yeah, it sounds like her. Not, not even like nowhere near as good. I'm sorry to the person who made the song. Like the motto. Um, Yes. No offense, Ava Max. You have a great career. I'm sure you're great. Like it's fucked up to like shit on people's things. I just really, I just hate. I, I personally hate the song. Uh, anyway, that song's blasting. This is the environment. This isn't like 
the most coveted brunch you've ever been to. We're not waiting to go to Sedell's or something. You know what I mean? This is just like buttfuck uh, diner, essentially. Buttfuck diner. Buttfuck diner. Bring your family on down to the buttfuck diner. <laughs> so anyway, we're standing. Mom, I want the buttfuck special. <laughs> no, son. There are too many eggs in it. Mom. <laughs> All right. Well, dude, we're waiting, right? We're waiting to get a table. I'm waiting to put my name in. And it's sort of disorganized. You can tell they're not used to having this sort of commotion and congestion. And as I'm waiting to put my name in, a guy walks in behind me, raises his hand, gets the attention of the guy writing the names down, and was able to put his name in before me. What a... Wow. I wanted to fucking kill someone. Wow. I, I thought it was irresponsible of the, the, the guy working the name list to just, like, overlook that. You should give your patrons the ability to, like not be anxious during the process. Right. But they're just going to be sitting there. That's just, everything breaks down if you allow that one time. Then, this guy, he's directly before me. I then finally, he they get the best table in the fucking place. Oh. He's drinking, he's drinking a nice coffee out of a jar, out of a mason jar. Yeah, I swear to God. Before I could even sit down. He might be the son of the owner or something. He was some old guy. He wasn't. He was some old man. Maybe the brother of the owner. He no might shot. be the owner. No shot. Because he still had to wait a sec. Put his name down. Was looking at the menu outside. Bullshit. Uh, so, dude, then... Maybe we he's a, a big-time regular. No, he wasn't. I could tell. He didn't have... A, hey, he him? wasn't like, hey, Javier. <laughs> the guy wasn't... No, the guy wasn't even Hispanic. Just out of... Just pulling he didn't know the ass. guy's name. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know the guy's name. Yeah. There was no familiarity. He had yeah. to say it. And then we got sat down next to them in the middle, not next to the window. And I was just pissed off the entire lunch. And I need to learn to get over these things, these little L's. Catching a little L like that will ruin my fucking day. Did I tell you about the tipping the guy in the airport? No. Ruin my fucking day also. Nicaragua. Get out of the taxi. They, these guys, hey, hey. They take us in our bags to the... <laughs> <laughs> they walk us seven feet. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You know. This is, yeah, Nicaragua. They walk us seven feet to the place where we have to check in. I realize I'm already checked in. I've checked in. I, we have our boarding passes. I don't need to be standing here. I can uh -huh. be walking. I just, I was, a, I was an <laughs> idiot. And I was like, oh, the guys with the uniforms on have walked me to the desk. I'm going to follow along. Like not having. <laughs> and then I check in after having not had to turn around. They're standing there doing the, uh, the uh -huh. hubba hubba grease me move. Yeah. And I only had 20 bucks, dude. And I'm like. I gave him the 20 bucks and I thought about it for two days. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, they better fucking enjoy it. Yeah. The guy I'm with is like, dude, chill. <laughs> like, yeah. But dude, it kills me, dude. I hate getting got, bro. Don't play me like a fucking... But in life, in life, you're going to get got. You will get got. Don't play me like I got a flower pot head, dude, as the great Ghostface Killer once said. The more that you try to avoid being gotten, the more it will sting when you're got. And then, therefore, the got gets you worse. Yeah, but those who get got are got because they're not preparing to nope, get got. Not always. Not always. You can get got by even the even the most sort of on guard, wily people can get got. Proven because I find myself to be leaning more towards that end of the spectrum than the other. You're not. You're saying you're I'm, not a not a getty. I'm slightly. I'm less likely to be got. Yeah. All things considered. Look, to your point, there's always 
getting got is you can't av- yeah. completely avoid you it. You belong in the Getty Museum. <laughs> I once went on a date there. Did you? Sure did. Is that L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. What do they have there? Getty Center. Uh, like sculptures and art. Is it modern art? Uh, a lot of they it. They have any Van Gogh? I kind of don't really remember. I, I just remember it being like really nicely curated. They have like outdoor sculptures. And mm. I'm not sure if they have Van Gogh or who's there. But I do want a flower pot head de- uh, urban definition if you can find that. Because I'm sure it's not an official term. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the Getty Center, which I know that those fires kind of crept up close to it at one point. Which was a little bit of a bummer, but I don't think that they got in there. I would think that those museums have world class anti fire systems. That some sort of wall or fireproof door will come down with the hint of, you know, smoke or whatever. You remember the Thomas Crown affair? You ever see that? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I only remember the beginning because of how iconic and amazing it is. Yeah, where the, yeah. Steals the painting. Yeah. It's like about an art heist. Based on a true story, right? I don't know. No, it's based on an older movie oh. called The Thomas. The oh. original was got it, got it, got it, made got it. many years before. Rene Russo? She's the one in the new one? No, she's oh, with the one with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Dude, Summer, man. Uh, slowly kind of winding down a bit, which is mm. so interesting. This, this last half is so endless. It's nice being an adult for that reason, because typically the end of Summer is sort of means you have to go back to school, mm-hmm. which was just so brutal. Mm-hmm. I had to be in homeroom by 7, 10 a.m. every day. You too? I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Dude, what? how is that allowed? Shattered every I, day. Every day. Shattered. I never got used to it. Yeah. I was falling asleep every single day of school. Totally. Such totally. nonsense. Um, but anyway, dude, uh, summer's kind of winding down a bit, and I got to make sure I get a few more dips into the ocean in and... No better way to do that than having my bird dogs on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great end of summer, middle of summer short. It is the, their shorts, man, they just carry me. Yeah, they're great. They are a, a trusty old friend. Yeah. I've got them on and I got no worries about whatever life's going to throw at me. Oh, hey, Fran, want to come play softball with us? Sure. Sure. I don't need to change. Hey, oh, look, a ravine. <laughs> yeah let's go into it build a dam like we're beavers francis you building a dam down there yeah yeah Yeah. hey want to play tennis do you have any pockets for the balls sure do sure do that's what bird dogs offers versatility and the one short to rule them all no matter what you're doing that day Trust us. Go to birddogs.com. Hop on there. The promo code, folks, is oopsies. O-O-P-S-I-E-S. With that, you'll get a dad hat, we believe. Birddogs.com. <laughs> promo code oopsies. Enjoy some shorts. Dude, so Hill Dog and I have been having rich bedtime conversation. Oh. Rich, 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 rich. In fact, the cereal discussion originated, I said that, in the be- in bed one night. Wow. We had a great time. A little pillow talk, huh? Yeah. What is pillow talk? I think pillow talk is like, like oh. We've had sex and now we're talking? Yeah, now you like rub new, your nose kiss. Are you allowed to say Eskimo kiss anymore? I don't think so. Probably not. No, but you... we're not going to cut it. No, no, we're you not. You know why? Because nobody can get you. <laughs> Don't prove. Don't try to teach me a lesson, Francis. God damn it! <laughs> I can be got in that capacity. I just mean from like every nobody's safe from that. Yeah, we'll call it uh, indigenous kisses. Oh, that now I think I now just 
Now I. That's so woke. That was unnecessary. Indigenous peoples uh, kisses. Uh, no, I'm not suggesting we call it that. I'm fine with Eskimo kisses. You just it. suggested it. I was say, saying it and saying it cheekily. Uh huh. You <laughs> cheeky boy. See, we're having pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> pillow talk is post coitus uh, afterglow surface level conversation, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of stroking your hair from away from your bangs so I can see yeah. your beautiful forehead. You're holding hands and one of you is rubbing the thumb over the webbing between the other's thumb and pointer finger. Uh, exactly. You exactly. Know? Can you raise me my volume a little bit, Chris? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some. You're going to do some? Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. Does anyone have any lotion or anything? <laughs> Are we going to need that? Or some tissues? Like, why don't we run away together? <laughs> wait 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 come on wait, seriously let me, let me play back let me be okay. am i the woman or are you sure, the you, woman you, be, uh, you, you can be the woman i guess i want to be the woman okay to do it again why don't we run away together <laughs> no i'm serious You're crazy no i'm serious you're I'm serious. crazy we can't run away what about your job yeah but what are we even doing here i don't need that job all we need um, is each other, baby. We okay. Don't well, how are we going to eat? How are we going to make money? <laughs> I mean, I got enough money coming in from that last job I did. Once I get that, we should be good. <sighs> At least for three months. What do we tell our parents? They're going to, we have people that love us and need us. Hey, I'm sorry, but your mom's been nothing but a selfish bitch. <laughs> I can't believe I let you put it in my ass. And <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you got mean, <laughs> quick. I'm Soon turning you I against your family so I can isolate you, flaws. And manipulate you. Yeah, you're like uh, a guy they make a documentary about. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll never forget the one about the guy next door who like had sex with the mom and the dad effectively. He like jerked I know. Off. That was a really fucked up one. <laughs> he jerked off the dad mm -hmm. and then he banged the mom. It was just so those poor people. Just the most impressionable people in the world. Dude, I, I watched one just <laughs> we just watched one. It was our first one we've watched in a, a long time. We used to dr be we used to love those crime docs. Mm. You know the uh, um Who's the really True handsome, crime. That handsome oh, guy? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yeah. We loved that. The Jinx, doc. all these ones. They were so good, so well done. And we watched one that had been recommended to us called The Girl in the Picture. Oh. Uh, it's on Netflix. It had high marks on Rotten Tomatoes. So we said, sure, let's fire this up. And you know, I don't know if it's that our appetite for crime has docs has just dissipated. But I was able to recognize that I think this was a good one while still just thinking, man, I don't, I don't want to watch this at all. Right. This right. is so fucked. Right, right. What an unpleasant thing to watch. Totally. At night. Totally. To the degree that we had to watch palate cleansers, as we call them, afterwards. Yeah. You know, old episodes of Sex in the City or... Palate cleanser. That's good. Dude. We needed some palate cleansers to, to reset our, brain, our brains before bed. Uh, the new Nathan Fielder show. Is it good? Oh my god! I gotta watch it. Oh, I gotta watch it. It is sure brilliant. I loved Nathan for you. It is. It's a. He has continued to evolve. He's better than ever. Yeah. His vision and his willingness to sort of simulate sociopathy. I guess he, he was, he's so manipulative of human emotions for his own amusement and the amusement of the viewers. But yet is also not hateful. He's not hate worthy because he plays 
the straight man against the lunacy that he's contrived. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in there, in the mix, being like, but why would you do that? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. He, I don't know if he's found crazy people or if the situations he's set up are, are so crazy that anyone in that situation would just would act, act right, crazy. Right. Nathan but, for You was so good. Oh, my God. I got to watch the new Give one. it a shot. I it's will. really, really good. But we, I'm telling you, we watched this one, the girl in the picture, just really twisted man just really twisted horrible horrible i'm trying to think of the ones that i've enjoyed so dude, it's funny you say this i my old boss sent me that like a list of these of the most disturbing documentaries that have ever been made um and i started kind of watching them and one of them is kind of like Dahmer's uh interview piece in jail like before he got killed in jail it's super disturbing there's another one about this girl who said she wants to like kill her brother this, like, so it's like shit like that and like I got probably through six or seven, and then eventually I had to tap out and stop because yeah. it just got too much. It's there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. Was the was the nail in the coffin for me? Oh, on boy. my journey of uh, disturbing documentary mm, stuff. Mm. Uh, but I understand what you're talking about, and I feel like I have a pretty high tolerance for that kind of stuff normally. But eventually, it just gets too icky, dude. It's like ugh. Yeah, the one that that you mentioned where the guy was sort of infiltrated the whole family and ha- hooked up with all of them. <laughs> yeah, that one's crazy. What was that called? Yeah. Is that t- what that Taken in plain yeah. sight? Oh, because he gets the daughter. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That one was really bad. We That's we, bad we didn't finish that one. We couldn't keep going. I just thought it was so funny that he hooked up with the mom and the dad that like it made it easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> but if I, yeah, I know. I know that it's is, not funny. Like, that it's... is funny. And then... <laughs> <laughs> then it's not because it's oh, no, pedophilia. It's, it's really de- fucked and, up. But yeah, you know, <laughs> keeping someone hostage. Even the movie Room, I had a really oh big, man that, difficult time with. I had a really bad fear of being kidnapped when I was a little kid. I watched this episode of of X Files where this person was getting kidnapped, and like somebody else somehow was connected to them. It was like one of those kind of things. But like, it, I slept with the lights on for like four months. Yeah. X-Files also holds up, by the way. Very good show. You've said that before. I've never seen it. So good. I would say that uh, being held captive and being sexually abused in some hidden bowel chamber of a person's shitty home deep in the woods or whatever is weirdly like probably my greatest fear. Dude, it's it's just that crazy. That scares me more than anything. Like a hundred yards from you, normal life's happening, you know. But you're yeah. in this like like that Joseph Fritzl guy, the Austrian who had the people in his basement. I think he had like kids with one of them. Yeah, and that kid grew up like in solitude and like didn't speak. Wasn't that what Room was based on? Maybe, but it was also the one in Cleveland. Yeah, the Cleveland guy, one was so bad. I don't know what it was based on. Maybe a, a combination of all that stuff. Oh. But it's super fucked up. I'm trying to think if there's any road to normalcy for those victims. And what, you know how I've, I like to think, one way that I sort of uh, make myself feel better when I hear these really twisted stories is to imagine a retribution that would somehow fit the crime. Right. And I think of really, of of retribution that is as twisted as what the perpetrators did. Yeah. And for me, it's allowing the victims to enact the retribution. Oh, wow. 
if they were up for it. You know, giving them the option, giving them the toolkit from Hostel <laughs> with the bone saw and the nails and the boiling fire water, ant, a, a flock of fire ants, anything you want. Just let us know. Like a last meal, but for them that they get to take to the body of the living. Mm-hmm. And maybe they could even get coached beforehand. Like, hey, if you go at this spot, you got to be careful because they'll bleed out and they'll die quickly. Oh, right. oh my god! Don't kill them too quickly. You oh, wanna, god. you wanna really cherish this, oh, dude. So fucked up. But I feel you. You're just like so mad, which is why the Hostel is such a good movie because there's a good payback element to it. I, I don't. I never saw. I don't think I ever saw the first one. I, I think I saw like a dude. Sequel. The first one is phenomenal. Is uh, that the one where what's the guy's name in it? Jay something. He was Jay Hern. Uh, is it Jay Hernandez? Is, I don't want to spoil it. Well, I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to spoil if you if you've been dying to see the slasher horror hostel, which came out I think in like the early 2000s. Maybe hit the old skip button for a second. But is that the one where uh, there's a guy who's hesitant to do it, and his he and his buddy do it, and he he's hesitant. Not really. And then he becomes in the end. The more no, no committed guy. No, no, it's like a it's a it takes place in Bratislava, which classic. So then I saw the sequel. Yeah, I it, saw the sequel. It's about like students abroad. They end up getting captured because they're drugged, and then they they find themselves in this like weird. I don't want to. I actually don't want to ruin it. It's a very good horror movie if you've never seen it. It is Jay Hernandez. Nice. Um, good for good for you. Thank you. Knowing the name of the actor in Hostel One. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Uh, but he, he, uh, I don't know. It's a good movie. It's good, good mm. retribution situation. Dude, the key to enjoying the ritual of smoking without getting too high is smoking Dagrass CBD pre-rolls. It's really the best way to get that in delightful feeling of taking a draw, taking a drag on your joint, looking cool, feeling cool, getting relaxed, but not tumbling down alice's in wonderland oh, rabbit hole craziness or or don't be do they like me does anyone like me do yeah. i like me don't do that don't be that person <laughs> lighten up Daggrass is great anytime yeah the answer is we don't like you they can, they can help you chill out before a big meeting or like you can be a new re- sorry fuck. i'm just gonna take that back yeah. chris i'm sorry it'll help you chill out before a big meeting or it can just be a replacement to that evening glass of wine Daggrass is a perfect pairing to everything summer has to offer. All Daggrass products are federally legal uh, for people who are ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your doorstep anywhere in the U.S. Go to daggrass.com slash oops to check out their products. Right now, Daggrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to daggrass.com slash oops. Uh, go to daggrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's daggrass.com slash oops. Let's do an email real quick and then uh, maybe oh, we can. Oh, an email. We can cool it. All right. Okay. DM mishap, this is called. Uh oh. Hi. So, my boyfriend and I are long distance. The other night we were talking on the phone, as we almost always do nightly before bed. And while we were on the phone, he accidentally DM'd me a picture of an Instagram thirst trap model in lingerie from one of those Insta sites that's like Internet's Hottest Women or whatever. I was on Instagram when it came through because we were talking about something else I had sent him. He meant to send it to one of his guys who apparently 
uh, they DM each other hot chicks all day. (laughs) 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 I found it offensive for many reasons. One, we were currently on the phone, so it seemed to me he must have not been very interested in what I was saying as he was just scrolling and trolling (laughs) hot chicks to send them to his friends. And two, it just made me feel completely inadequate as the picture came through because while I'm pretty fit and not a chump, I certainly don't have the body of this woman whose picture he just sent me. I'm not naive. I don't expect my man not to look at all the content that's on his internet, but that's on the internet. Uh, It was just so hurtful for it to have been sent directly to me. So I would love to hear your take on this as you are both men in committed relationships. Is this normal? Should I not be so mad? Are all guys creepily sending DMs back and forth to each other of hot Instagram models? Why can't people just be normal and watch porn on their own? Uh, If it helps, he's 41. I'm 37. Is this a creepy older man thing? Uh, that happens. Can't wait to hear your take. Wow. All right. It's pretty good. Lots to unpack. That's a good. That's a good message. It's a good one. Um, I first of all, I had would never have guessed that they were the age that she said. They yeah, same, are. same. I would have thought that they were much younger. So I will say this too: some guys are more into that than others. Yeah. I will certainly receive a hot chick pick occasionally, and if there's some very specific reason, send one as well. Like if there's some girl I've talked about with a friend and we see a pic, you know what I mean? But I'm not doing it all the time and I'm not receiving them that often either. Yeah. For the record, I don't think it's a, a problem at all if you do that. But my God, don't send do it not ever send it to your girlfriend. <laughs> what are you doing? There has to be a double and triple check situation against that. Yeah. I am not town. trying to be sanctimonious here. I don't do it. I don't look at hot chicks on instagram i don't follow any of i don't accounts. i don't, I don't send hot chicks on instagram to my friends my friends don't send them to me i know i know some people who do follow like ass models and bullshit mm-hmm. like that i've said this before i don't it doesn't do it for me um i would agree same honestly. it doesn't do anything for me to me it's like looking at a mannequin in a storefront window and that's the other important thing to remember when you're saying you feel bad about yourself like if you were oiled up tanned sitting on your heels you might look that good too. Yeah. If you were a master of Facetune and your entire, you know, livelihood depended on you being right. super fit and having perfectly plump butt cheeks. Right. But yeah, you're also looking your best in every single photo when you're that girl. Right. So don't look in the mirror and judge yourself based on what these people look like on Instagram because you, I'm sure you could dial it up too if you wanted. Totally. So, you know, shame on your boyfriend for not realizing that. <laughs> yeah, and and I wonder if that ass model nonsense girl looks at a photo of our person who's sending the DM to us and thinks, oh, I wish I had a 401k. <laughs> you know, or like, I wish I could have the job security and climb a corporate ladder and have a cold brew tap at my office <laughs> right whatever it is, is always you never know you never know she may be struggling to get out of her stupid life <laughs> but it, listen dude it's important to remember too that like you know like for us you know i know that if you put hill dog in a bikini and oiled her up and had her sitting on her fucking heels yeah i guess what i'd have a lot of trouble dating her because i'd be so fucking insecure about how good she looked dude <laughs> on the internet and you put a and she had a picture of that online you yeah mean? that's of course now i know how good she looks of course but uh-huh. i understand that if hill dog felt like flexing like that she could and she looked fucking good sure uh, w- without a doubt i yeah. think i don't know how relevant that is yeah i guess you're right 
because it's not you know it's not it's not enough to necessarily say at least to our submitter well, i'm here, saying at least like okay that's right like you need to just recognize that you can look I that don't good know, too that you're the you're hot or i don't know i don't know exactly how you're that right, you're right I'm that, that was the le- that was the less important that. that was the less important of the two points she made she had just mentioned that it made her feel bad about herself I I'm think, encouraging her not to feel I think she, if she hasn't brought this up to him yet, which I'm sure she already has, but if she hasn't, or even if she has, I think she waits a while. Wait a while. Like a year. Until he's kind of forgotten about this. And then, I want her to take a picture, a screenshot of some dude, some, you know, Calvin Klein underwear model with an enormous outline of a big old hog in his... In his trousers. In his pants. And then send it to her guy and be like, can you believe the size of the dick on this man? And then be like, oh, oh whoops, no. sorry, sweetheart. I'm so sorry. Yeah, two can play that game, you know? <laughs> two can play that game. I think, the, I think the real problem, I think the real problem, what makes people so insecure when something like this happens is that it makes you think your partner views what they've sent to you accidentally as this sort of archetype of beauty. And then you are comparing yourself against that person and thinking, he wishes, he wishes he had I had bigger boobs or he wishes that I had a flatter stomach. And hopefully you are with somebody who recognizes that that's just, you know, a lot of that stuff is 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 nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense. It's not realistic it's not desirable you know uh it it's just people are beautiful and i I don't know i want to sound so fucking sermonic but he's with hopefully he's with you because he loves your body and he is attracted to you and likes who you are Mm um i'm wondering here's my question right let's say that he had accidentally sent her a picture of a woman who looked exactly like her. Oh, that's funny. And was like, this this chick's a babe. <laughs> it's probably better. Would that have been, would it have so, been? So dude, look, it's a joke in my relationship even that I'm attracted to people who look like Hillary because like I, a friend of mine mentioned to me that anytime I say that chick's hot, she looks just like Hillary. Uh-huh. And I tell Hillary that and she thinks it's sweet. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Know? So I do think it would be better. Yeah. I do think it would be better. I, I have become aware of this and I there's a there's an actress that I think Sierra resembles. Oh, um and I, anytime we see her it? I'm like oh she's so stunning. Who is it? Uh I want to say her name is Rose. It's not Rose Byrne, but Rose something. She's in um the actress's name is Rosamond Pike. I'm looking her up. Yeah. Rosamund I think she Pike. looks a little bit like Sierra and I think Sierra does too. So anytime first of all I actually do oh, think she's like Stunning. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so anytime I see her, I, I try to make a point. Be like, Ooh, yeah, what a, a beautiful, beautiful woman. <laughs> what a babe. Dude, I watched the OG Top Gun yesterday. I don't know, dude. It wasn't, I thought it was like not that good. Come on. The original. It's just like, I know that like there's there's sentimental value and it's a classic and like yeah. it's entertaining. But like, it's just like moment after moment after moment on top of each other. And you're like, what? Like nothing else happened in between <laughs> yeah. these two moments. I don't know. I have Movies to are different. It, it's a little campy. The new now. one's sick, though. Yeah, the OG one's campy. 
Yeah. But the new one is cool, you said? Well, the new one is arguably campy now, too. Oh, interesting. But it with, with the self-awareness, because it does these funny throwbacks oh, to the cool, old one. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Are we lying? Facts with Ryan. Facts we can make Ryan. a jingle. We should. Um, we'll have one. Okay. So, DARPA, a couple things they also invented. The internet, GPS, yeah. big dog, that's Boston Dynamics robot, cyborg insects, oh the God. computer mouse, and Siri. Isn't that Whoa. Invented Isn't Siri. They've been doing well. A couple, couple other things, too, but those were the ones that stuck out. That's sick. Definition of a flower pod head is someone with not many brains or someone whose head is full of nothing. A flower pot head can also be a blonde, an idiot, an idiot, or someone who's being stupid. Thank you. The Getty Museum has free admission and it's closed on Mondays. Um, abducted in plain sight. We addressed it. That's the awful documentary. And there we go. I did have a question for you, though. Yeah, sure. Getting got. Mm. This might have happened to me last night. I went to Sweet Green and I ordered a crispy rice bowl, as I always do. <laughs> it's my go-to. It has blackened chicken. That's just how it's made. Uh-huh. And they were out of blackened chicken. They said, well, they only have regular chicken. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I go, I pay, <laughs> I look at the receipt, and I was charged 50 cents for a topping, which I think was the chicken. substitution. So did I get got you did. out of 50 cents? You sure well, did. Well, I, I get got all the time. And last <laughs> night was just another example of it. Yeah. yeah. Good guy, I Ryan. think people, you're so polite that people will think, I can get this guy. <laughs> they just think it's okay. They don't think they have to pay attention because you're going to be fine with it. Yeah. I let it happen and then I get angry. It's yeah. A, I, need to, I need to catch it. So yeah. that really Dude, resonated I with me p- when that you got upset. That would have pissed me off if I caught that later. Yeah. That would have fucking pissed me off. It's about the goddamn principle. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, at time, some Ryan. point you can lump all of these gets into what I like to call a life tax. <laughs> life comes with a tax. Uh, that's fine. Life comes with a tax. And it can show itself in so many different forms. It can be a result of your own stupidity, right? If you're rushing, you forget something. By the time you get to the place you were going to, you realize you don't have to. So you have to buy it. Might be a toothbrush on the road, new toothpaste. Might be something even more expensive than that. Or you forgot to book a hotel, so you have to book it last minute, much more expensive. These are life taxes. Yeah, yeah. They're unavoidable. And you have to just lump everything in to stuff like that. People make mistakes. You make mistakes. People, the world fucks you. You know, you go to the butt fuck diner. <laughs> you're gonna get got yeah that's just a life tax that's how it goes and uh it sucks it's it's just uh it's just the way it is yeah. so if you can lump it under something like that maybe you'll find more peace with it i like that yeah we uh you got some fun stuff coming up yeah i got a great i got a new york show uh it's gonna be probably second or third week of september we're ironing out the dates specifically but it's gonna be a lot of fun love to see you there uh, more news about that soon. Got it. Nice. I'll be in uh, Charlotte and Greenville, uh, North Carolina, in September. I think it's towards the end of September. I'm sorry again that I don't know the exact dates for that yet. But you can get tickets for that on FrancisEllis.com. And uh, we appreciate your patronage 
of our podcast and for being with us all this time. We love you. That's Oops the Podcast.